is you can follow me on YouTube at The Rock Pile. You can always share uh, my page as well. Go on Facebook, The Rock Pile, and you can catch me live here every Wednesday night. I'll also have an interaction show, so if you want to put some comments in the comment box, um, I might pull up some live comments um, as we go. So the first guest I have tonight is a uh, good friend of mine, and uh, we've known each other for a long time. And um, he's sitting in the green room waiting his turn to come online. I told him he better bring his A game tonight. So let me bring him on now. With that, without further ado, let's bring in Mr. Pat Pasalacqua. Let's get you on here in a minute here, Pat. Are we live? Yeah, let me get you on. I got to get my uh, screen off. There you are. I can see you now. What's going on? How are we on? doing? How are you? Well, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because I can't get you on my radio show on Saturday mornings, but all of a sudden I can get you on this show. Yeah, this, uh, is, a little, this is a little more convenient for me. But this is a little bit different for you, right? Yeah, this nine, that 9 o'clock in the morning stuff, that's pretty tough for me. Yeah, you know the, that. Oh, I know. Priorities. <laughs> so I told you tonight, I said, you better make sure you bring the A game, and uh, hopefully we'll get some people uh, tonight that will uh, give us a comment too. And uh, I just got the post. It looks like we're up and going. We are live. Um, so, Pat, first, before we get into the big question of the night was, what was I going to post on my whiteboard? Now, I'm a guy, when I'm in my office here at work, I got whiteboards galore all over the place. I couldn't find a small whiteboard tonight. So I wrote <laughs> it down on a sheet of paper. And let me show you what I had here. Nobody would have guessed it. I don't know if you could... You can oh, see. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me the ball back, coach. So you know, we'll, <laughs> we can hit on that after. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh we'll definitely get into that. But first, let's talk about um SR Sloan. Um I had to do a little bit of research on there because I wasn't too familiar uh with the company, but talk to us a little bit about SR Sloan. Uh well, we you know, we've been around since the 60s. Uh so over 60 years in business. Uh, we manufacture roof, floor trusses, uh, wall panels, stairs. Uh, we deal with uh, lumber yards. So we're a wholesale only company. And, you know, we all your rough framing and structure, that's what we provide. Now, um, when I was doing some homework to a family owned company, um, is this the t first time you've worked for a family owned company before? Um, no, I worked for Jetso Technologies, which was a uh, private company. And within, three months of working there. They sold to Fruit of a Loom. And then when I started at Ryan Bus, they were even a small uh, bus industries at the time. And then they turned around and they sold three different times after that. So this is the, the longest tenure I've been at one. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And the family owned too. They've been in business for, for a long time. And, you know, like us here, um, <clears throat> we have actually, I had to furlough about 90% of our employees here um, at Bernie bus and, uh, it's tough, man. How's, how's your place? Now uh, we're, uh, we're still up and running. You know, we were, we provide the material for some of the essential construction that was, uh, you know, like the, the project going on at the base. So we provide the material for that. So we were lucky enough to be uh, deemed essential. You know, we did cut back on, you know, office employees were all remote now. Uh, but production's up and running. We split into two shifts to try to, you know, reduce that social distancing, you know, thing that's that's going on. So, you know, one of the things I was telling our people here that I think I've 
I've learned a little bit more is, you know, and I've been talking on Saturday mornings with, uh, you know, technology, you know, social media, the Zoom conferencing, uh, what we're doing right now has gotten huge. And, um, you know, I think if anything, at least on my end, the communication here with our employees is going to be better when we come back than it's ever been. Yeah. You know, it, it, you definitely find out now what you can do remote or, you know, do out of the office. You don't necessarily have to be in the office to, to do. Um, you know, we, we've come a long way. You know, obviously there's some things now we sit there and say, oh, well, we should have had something in place for that or we should have had something in place for this. But, you know, overall, it's it's worked out pretty well. I mean, we're, we're busier than we've ever been, you know, quoting wise. And, you know, with some of the restrictions being lifted uh, here sh- shortly, you know, we're we're getting the phone calls already. Well, how quick can we get this delivered? How quick can we get that get that delivered? So. Yeah, I was just putting up a post there. Uh, John Belk says, what's up, Rock? John, hey, buddy, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in here tonight. And um, if you want to ask a question for Pat or I, feel free to put it in there. Now, Pat, I've never really asked you. You and I go way back. You've known me since, I mean, I'm not going to release my age, but we've been we've <laughs> known each other time. for over 30 years. Yeah. Um, you got into coaching when you got out of high school. You were actually coaching Pop Warner, but then you got into coaching with with my dad and your dad a lot of longer before than I did. Well, I um, let's see, when did I start coach? I think it was twenty years old when I started coaching Pop Warner at Northern Community up the Holland Patton Way. Um, and then after that, you know, I mean, I got it. It was like four or five years at least uh, coaching there, and then took a little bit of a break, got a different job. Then your father gave my father a call at uh, when he got hired at Waterville. And gosh, what year was that? 2006, five, six, somewhere in that, yeah. that range. So now, you know, a lot of, a lot of people always ask me, you know, the, the coaching's in our blood. You and I grew up with it. You know, we played the game and I was fortunate enough to, to play it in college. Um, yeah, you were good enough. Not, not all of us were good enough to play. Well, my, my career didn't really <laughs> go the way I wanted it to go, but I, I wouldn't change anything, um, that happened, happened to me, um, but one of the questions I wanted to ask you is when you when you got into coaching with with my dad and, and your dad, what do you think was the toughest part um, of, of coaching with my dad and then later down the line coaching with me? What were some of the differences? Was it philosophies, the styles? What um, you, know? you know, I, I think, you know, obviously philosophy, we, we were. We've had the same, you know, we, we used to sit in the meetings for how many years and, and you know, it, the philosophy was always about this, you know, the same, but, you know, you got, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was different when you're helping out to when, you know, the kids are really looking at you for, um, you know, looking for guidance and stuff like that. When, when uh, you and I took over at, at Sequoia, I mean, it was, it's quite different than when we were at Waterville. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. And, I think the hardest thing for uh, for me when I came back, and, and I'll never forget it, when I was a assistant with you guys at Waterville and we had Coach Green and Coach Lard and, and, and that crew there, I was still a young guy right out of college. I was fiery and yelling and, and screaming. And, you know, with time, it's like, you know, that style, when you yell like that, the kids don't take yeah. to that like they used to. You know, I, I- – you know, I, I was never a big yeller. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a big talker and, and this and that. But, uh, you know, just, just listening to, to your father, my father, even back when they were at West Milan, I mean, that was, you know, I, I was a little older than you guys. But, 
you know, we, I, I learned a lot just from watching them. And, and when we turned around and, and, you know, I could, even when, even them asking for me to help them was, was a huge step. I mean, yeah, Pop Warner's Pop Warner, but you know, that, that was nice. And it, it taught me the ropes and, and, you know, what to do, what not to do, but, you know, stepping up to that high school level was, you know, you can't compare. Let me see if I can take some polls here. Rob says, looks and sounds great. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. I'm free. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Smaldon, Jamie Vodka out in uh, Florida. Hi, Rocky. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for, for tuning in. And, and Pat, I think the other thing that was, that was tough is, you know, the places that we've been coaching, and, and I say this on my radio show all the time, is my dad doesn't get enough credit for mm -hmm. what, you know, the places that we've been weren't your traditional powerhouse programs, no. you know, eight or nine athletes. I mean, we, we had good kids, right? Don't get us wrong, but they weren't the great athletes. They were good no, athletes. The only, way, the only way I can say it is we went to the places no one else wanted to go to. And those are usually the jobs that are open. Yep. Right? Those are yep. usually the jobs Especially that are open. Especially for us that were non-teachers. Right. And, and I think that's what's been hard for you and I over the years. I mean, we would always say at our normal jobs – is we're fortunate enough that, you know, sometimes we probably sneak out, take calls from our cars <laughs> <Yep>. and stuff. <laughs> but yep. uh, we, we've been, at least I've been fortunate enough and, until the last maybe two or three years that we can leave at 3 o'clock, 3.30 yep. to get to practice. Yep. Yeah, and that's but, where I ran into when I started at SR Sloan was was that exact thing. I yeah. couldn't sneak out. I couldn't do, you know, I, I we're, we're a busy company. We had a lot going on. I couldn't do that. You know, I had to step away from the full-time you know, I still, I still help today, you know, yeah. Joe and them at, over at Sequoia, but not the same, not the same capacity as I used to. No, I know that's for sure. So what, what's something from, from coaching with, uh, let's, we'll go with my dad first, something that you might've learned from him. Um, and then coaching with me your first year when I was the head coach, um, what'd you learn from me? What did I learn from you? I learned I had to hurry up and get the ball back, or I was never going to get the end of it. <laughs> it's funny you put that up there because that's you know that, that that first year at Sequoia. I mean, how many times you tell me that over the headset? Well, um, I'll tell you what. I, I still go back to that Dodgeville win, and I and people have still said that's probably the biggest win that Sequoia's had in a long time. Yeah. We went down to their place on Senior Day, and it was thirteen nothing, and I'll never forget it. You had a big big goal line stand. And as soon as we got the ball back, I think we were on our own ten or fifteen yard line. And I said, "Well, that was it was it was only six nothing at the time." Yeah, I know. And, and they had they had the ball like I think first down at like the ten or something going in the score. And I walked and down in and said, and out. <laughs> "Coach, give me the ball back." And he said, "We just had a big goal line stand. Now you want the ball yeah. back back again?" But that was huge. I, yeah. That was probably the biggest win, at least in my we career. Three plays later, uh, O'Neill ran for what sixty something yards for the yep. game sealer. You know, we've had so many, so many games, and I and I think the game at Waterville the year that mm. uh, my we were down on the yeah. field, and he told Rice, he goes, "Go down on the field before the game and yeah. and, and throw the ball." And uh, the first play of the game, we ran that halfback toss pass That's for risking. for a yeah. touchdown, and that puts in the playoffs that year. Yep, my dad was always good at those trick plays. Yes. Yeah. He liked those trick plays. Right time. You know what, though? I guess I guess that's so one of the, you asked me what was one of the things I learned from from. Well, let's go. Let's jump to your father. So you know, I, I was you know coming in right. We're all hot and heavy. Everybody were were almost too enthusiastic, right? So he, I think I learned from him was to stay calm. You know, make the right call. And, and he, you know, 
I remember one time against Risk and a different game against Risk and he put in the put us in the playoffs. It was fourth and twenty. And he says, All right, let's kick a field goal. Now we haven't kicked a field goal nope. ever. Nope. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't even know if he kicked one in Westland, but well the thing was he called timeout and I'm looking at him and you were, I think you were right down there with me. And no, you thought I was on the headset. Were you up in the headset? Yeah, because my father and I were up there and he said, Let's kick a field goal. And I said, What did he just say? Yeah. I said, Dad, I said, We we either got to punt it. Yeah. Or, you know, we could, we could throw it. He goes, no, we're going to kick it. I said, he hasn't made one all. We haven't even made an extra point, let alone yeah. field goal. Yeah. And don't you think he boots it right through the, right through the upright? Another, I don't think we've ever kicked another one. I don't think so either. But, you know, I think, I, like I said, with your father, I think it's just, you know, like you just said, he, he, every once in a while it went in a big game, you know, the spotlights on us, we, we came through. I mean, we played Cooperstown that one year and the guy from Cooperstown was leading rusher and, 200 yards a game and he comes out yeah. and him for 50 yards. I mean, I mean, how do you do that? Yeah. I, I think with my father, when uh, I say this, if, if I had to go back and, and you never know, someday hopefully we'll be able to do it again. I miss it like crazy. I'll tell you that is the, the, the moment was never too big for my dad. My dad never panicked no. with a tough call. Yeah. But yeah, then exactly. I remember, I think it was, I don't know if it was the Clinton game, and I wish I can go back in time because it was a horrible call on my part. And I would ask my dad on the headset, Dad, what do we do? And he'd say, well, you're the head coach. Make the call. Yeah. But then if we didn't get it on fourth down and one or whatever, he'd say, well, you should have did this. Should have done that. Yeah. But it was a learning <laughs> experience. You know, Now that I look back on it, he wanted me yeah. to make my own call because yeah. I was the head coach. You but know, so even, much- my father, even my father, you know, back in the – you know, he, he was, he helped me coach all the way up to, to, I stopped coaching and, uh, you know, full time in 2016. Uh, you know, he, you know, same, same thing as your father though, when the spotlight's on, I mean, you know, the story of his, I mean, we always hear the story of his defenses and what, yep. what his defense has done, but you know, uh, just to be calm, cool. I mean, it's the way he, that's the way they both were. And I always let's, respected that and learned from that. Let's see now, what we got on from you. <laughs> Oh boy. You're one hell of a motivation. A motivator, <laughs> I can tell you that. Zig Ziglar, right? Yeah. How many nah. monsters do we drink before games? Oh boy, I'll tell you. Mm. I'd be two or three deep before the <laughs> kickoff. Well, let's see what we got on the poll here. We got Gina says looking good, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, better get that one. We got uh Brandy Smaldon. She's down in Florida too. Hi, Brandy. Thanks Hi, for Brandy. Uh, checking in. Oh, Pat, here's a good one for us here. I got Uh-oh. uh Tyler Ray, hope all is well yeah, for both of you. T Ray, one of my favorites. Where is he down? South North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere down that way. He just came from Hawaii. Over. I don't know where he is. Yeah, he was and stationed we got, in Hawaii. He's in the military. Let's see. We got Mr. Gatto, two great guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ronnie. Yep. Good kid. But yeah, so I, I think, you know, to, to ask you this question, even on your dad, because I always talk about my father, what I've learned, what it was like to coach with my father. I mean, you were in the meeting rooms with us. We <laughs> got heated sometimes down there. and But I think when you, when you put us all together, I always say it's like running a business, is I would take all, all you guys in a heartbeat because we could fight, we could, you know, get after each other. But when we got on that football field, we were all on the same page. The goals were always the same. Yeah. Um, and it got pretty heated at times. <laughs> yeah. How many times do people walk out of the room on us or say, oh, you know what? F it. You're the head coach and walk out. I mean, 
<laughs> but you know, like you said though, at the end of the day, when we when we left that room or you know that room on on a Sunday afternoon, we knew what we were doing on Monday morning, and you know we had a game plan and we put it in place. Yeah, and it it's nice because I say with my job now, and you're probably the same way. Is you got to have good people around you in the right positions. I mean, if I was running late, you know, I could trust that you guys were out there getting the kids ready, and we just we knew every every step that one of us would take. We knew what we were going to do. Um, and that and that helped on Friday nights, big time. Yeah, for sure, no doubt about it. And let's see, we got Lance Cyrus. I haven't talked to Lance in a while. What's up, guys? Hey, Lance, thanks for thanks for popping in. And then uh, John Bilby says, "Sounds great. Good to see you guys, John. How you doing, John? That's I uh, got the puck the virus shirt on. I see it. I see it. <laughs> Man, I missed a club. We got to get down to the oh, club. I know. I was texting them the other, messaging them the other day, talking about that. We need to have a party or something. This is over with. Yeah, when we get back. Speaking of, you think we're going to get back? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're looking at a little ways yet before. And it depends on what, what media outlet you read and what article you find on the internet or video somebody posted, but who knows what's true, what's not true. So Dylan Hall, he says, good to see you, boys. Dylan. Dylan was tough. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. Now, Gina's got a question here. She says, what do you want your players to think back and remember about you as their coach? Hmm. You can hmm. answer that one first. That's a good one. I was going to say, um, I think the biggest thing for me is somebody that was always there for them. I mean, I, we still have, I still have players that message me or call me all the time from, you know, years ago and, and back in the first years of coaching. Now, you know what? Even back in Pop Warner days, I get the, hey, coach, and some people I don't even recognize who they are anymore. It was, you know, 26 years ago since I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, remember the one night we were out at the Matios, and then the, I, I'm looking at him saying, man, that kid looks familiar to him. I couldn't tell you who he is. Well, come to find out, it was a kid that played for me the year <laughs> we went 8-0 in Pop Warner. <laughs> and you so, said that, too. You go, boy, I yeah. feel old. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's just, just somebody that is there for them and will defend them and no matter what. Yeah, I think for me it's probably that. It's probably more um, just work hard. I mean, we were always the underdog in a lot of games that we played. I mean, I've been an underdog my whole life on, on a personal level, and uh, we would never have told the kids that there wasn't a game or a team that we played. Mm -mm. We didn't think we could win. And uh, even though deep down, I mean, we knew behind the scenes, we, we had our hands full, yeah. but we, we never gave that off with the kids, and I think the kids played hard for us. And uh, like you said, now kids still say, hey, coach, hey, coach. You know, they still remember the good times. And yep. that's probably what I missed the most. I missed those Friday nights, you know, the smell, the feel, the, just the whole atmosphere you miss. Yeah. And I see, I still get a little of that, so I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. Smitty says, Smitty here sounds great, gentlemen. Thanks, Smitty. Let's see if I think my dad's got a post up here. What's my dad say? You both were quick to learn. I was fortunate to have such quality young men on the staff. No, we appreciate that. We had good teachers. We did. Let's see. Mr. Gatto says, what was your favorite game you've coached in? Oof, that's a tough one. Oof. Mine's easy. I, I got I got two of them. Yeah, mine pretty darn close yeah. to each other. So I'll say my first one is an easy one. My first year at Sequoia. Well, we went up to Waterville at Game Waterville. Two. Game yep. two. The second After, one. And you know what, Ron? Coming off a loss to Frankfurt the week before. And we should have won that opening game. 
that yeah. year, our first year. But we went yeah. down to Waterville with our team. I still say it. If we had that Waterville team, we win the Section 3 title and we make a deep run in the, yeah. in the state tournament. Uh -huh. But we went down there with a stud with their stud team against us, and we beat them on their field. We gave my dad the game ball and that one, and probably the Dodgeville one are the two biggest ones yeah, that I can think of. No doubt. No doubt about it. But that that Waterville game was special. That was, hmm. yeah, and I and I know. and I think that said it all at the end of the game when the kids came off the field for Waterville and they're crying and they came over and were hugging us. That's how you know you left a good uh, yeah. last impression when those kids did that. That was awesome. So Don and Jimmy Smalden, they're watching from sunny Florida. Hi guys, stay safe out there. Hey there. Yep. So Pat, I guess I answered the question. The chat's working. Yes, it's working. I can see it. And I, I can I, see him too, so you're good. Yeah, I, I was worried about that. But how about, the, how about um, you know, one of the tougher challenges uh, for you when you, you took over, you know, for me, I had the health the health problems. I really didn't want to get out, but I had no choice. That first year for you is, is taking over the program. What were some of the challenges for you? Um, well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, not having – the four of us together. I mean, you know, Wayne, Wayne helped us. He's still, Wayne's still helping him today. Um, but you know, when you go from having the four of us for however many years to down to just me and my father and Wayne, I mean, yep. that, that was, uh, it was tough. I mean, yep. it, you know, we're kind of making decisions and just on the fly and, you know, it was my first year as being a full head coach. So it was, it was a challenge. Yeah. And I would probably say my first year as well was, was a challenge with, uh, you know, the stuff behind the scenes. And, of course, politics gets in the way. And yep. and Dylan Hall had a nice comment. He says, I agree, boys. You guys had the team where you wanted them, and politics got in the way. You know, it's sad because politics get in the way of everything. All, no matter where you, you are. Know, no matter where you go, the business. I mean, politics in my job today, I'm sure your job, you know, sometimes yep. the politics get in the way. But I think my first year when I got the job at Sequoia and – and I was appreciative, you know, to, to Mr. Wheelock and for Doug Jones for giving me the opportunity. You know, I wasn't a teacher yeah. um, coming in and basically bringing in, you know, all you guys and a whole new group there with the kids. And, you know, not having my dad with us. I mean, my dad was at every game. He was in the, you know, obviously on Sundays for meetings and all that. But not having him there and having him watching us, you know, my first year when we had a good, you know, we had a good team that first year. That was another group I wish we had. Wish you know, it to for, be year or two for a couple years. That. Yeah, for sure. They were they were they were special group of kids, but people still ask me today. They said, you know, when we we talk about RFA and 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 I don't ever knock you and I don't ever knock coaches. Mm -mm. You know, we'll never bad mouth coaches. And you know, when the RFA job came up and I went through that process, and I was disappointed that that I didn't get that job. But you know, deep down inside, when I when I look back now and. I still think there's something special about Class C and D football. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's just because you and I have been around the small schools for so long, but there's just something special about C and D football. Yeah, you know, I think it's just you're talking 20, 30 kids at the most. You know, it's a small – most of them are small small communities. Um, I mean, the politics are politics, but, you know, it doesn't seem to be – you know, at least at the Sequoia level, it didn't seem to be that good. Like Ron and, and Doug were great. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some of the other schools in that level may have it. I don't know. But and you always um, have one or two parents yeah. that, that you know are after you. But it, for the most part, we had good support there. Uh, yeah. the facilities were great. Facilities at Waterville were great. Yeah. You yeah, know, no doubt. So let's see. 
Paul Kalicki has got a question here for us. Paul says, with all the social distance and protocols in effect, do you think we'll see high school football this year? That's uh, that. I don't know. <laughs> Paul, ask me again in, in July because right now, if I had to say right now, I'd say, no, we're not going to have football. Yeah. I, and I can't even believe to say that. But, you know, they were saying too with, to um, with college football, possibly pushing it back to January. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was talking about this last Saturday on the show, and, um, you know, people asked me about, you know, c- could you possibly play the big schools, Division One like Michigan, Ohio State? And I said, you know, when you think about it, they put 100,000 people in the stands. Mm. The football programs at those big schools basically are, are your athletic department's budget. It's yeah. the smaller colleges that probably wouldn't survive without football because the budget is pretty much spread across the board. But for those big schools, they cover the athletic department. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. So I here's hope, uh, I hope things get better. <laughs> Pat, here's one of our favorites. Old Johnny. Johnny. Says you guys were a great fit and the right coaches to bring in. And I told John, I said, when this thing's over and done, we got to get a beer with him. Oh yeah. We'll go Way meet up with him. It. He was great. He was awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. Just a good guy. Love love Sequoia football. Love football in general. Yeah, he did. But I uh, still but, have I still have his golf ball. He gave I me do too. Game one. Yep. <laughs> I got a too. few of them. I got one of them. Yep. I got them all in my all in my uh, in my drawer. Yeah. Eventually, when I redo, hopefully redo one of my rooms, I can put up some stuff. Put it down in the basement there in my bar. But I don't know. I don't know if we'll have high school football or not. You know, my son asked me. Numerous times we just had Pop Warner signups tonight online. They weren't collecting any money. But I said, I don't think he's going to have baseball. I don't think my son's going to have Pop Warner this year. I mean, if you cancel spring sports, you can't put little kids out there. No. No. You know, I, I just don't see. Unfortunately, I think the summer's going to be, um, I think you'll be able to be around like family. I think you'll be able to be around friends. I can't see bars and, and big no. gatherings opening. Well, what they say? Best best cases. There's three phases. Best cases, two weeks for each one. Yeah, I mean that's that's if there's no spikes in anything. So you're looking at six weeks from this week, anyways, at a minimum. I guess See, it's those, still possible, but I don't know. Those phases are hurting us here in the transportation world because hmm, right no. now there's majority of the school districts aren't paying for transportation, which means we don't have any money, you know, coming in. So we're battling with um, the state legislature legislation and everybody's waiting for Cuomo to see if they're going to give the state aid, you know, funding for transportation. It's been an absolute nightmare all around for everybody. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's a good question. I know major league baseball is talking about, you know, doing some different things. Um, I know the NBA major, all your major sports will be back. And I think it'll start with no fans. I mean, hockey's already talking about starting up in, I think like July 1st or something like that. Baseball said that they're planning at the end of June to, to start, I don't know if they'll go through a training camp again or what, who knows, but. But here, so I had on my radio show, um, let me see Mr. Potter. Let me see what he says. He's got a long one here, so I don't know if I can put <laughs> oh, it all the way up. Let me uh, see. He says, let's see. Oh, it flashed off. When I look back on my high school memories, the first thing I think about is my boys and how much I enjoyed being coached by you guys. Great guys that not only understood the game, but also knew how to be good to players while teaching us life lessons through the game we love. The best. So cool to see you guys as a team. Potter, he was one of our best. Oh, yeah. Potter was, 
He oh, made no. some big catches, boy, didn't he? Sure did. I wish he lifted weights back then like he does like he does now. <laughs> I know, right? All that's what happens with all these guys, right? Yeah. They graduate, next thing you know, they're 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 yeah. they're big, they're bulky. Yeah. Devin Clive, Coach Clive's son, I, I follow him still. Uh he says we better have fall sports. Might might surprise some people this year on the soccer field. And um, you know, I, I've kept in touch with him. Um, since I've left, and you and I always said his father, Coach Clive, was oh, so was good. Fantastic, was so good to me my first yeah. year. And a, a little funny story with Coach Clive when when I was going through <laughs> the interview process, you know, it was him and a couple teachers were in there, and uh, Coach Coach Jones is in there, and Coach Wheelock. And when I got the job, the very first practice, um, I went out there, and uh, Coach Clive was on the field, and he walked over to me. You know how we used to share the field sometimes. <laughs> And he and I was talking to him, and he goes, "Hey, you ready?" I go, "Of course I'm ready. I've been ready for." It. He goes, "Now you got to put your money where your mouth is." <laughs> He's like, "You talked a good game." He goes, "Now put it to use out there." But he was another one, man. His practice styles were so different. I mean, you and I used to laugh and yeah. say, "We look over and say, how the hell does he win as many games as he does?" Yeah, but he, he was great one, with the he kids. He loses one game a year. <laughs> and then every every year we talk to him. To us. <laughs> every year we talk to me, Blake. Geez, I got see those girls. What, this one's an eighth grader. Yeah. This one's a ninth. He's like, he's got the whole team back every yeah. year. It seemed like, but he great guy, great guy, and um, sure. his son's still coaching, and he's doing a good job. And I've I've kept in touch with him. So Devin, thanks, buddy, for for chiming in, and uh, Michelle too. Michelle Jensen, hey guys, sounding awesome. Thanks, Michelle. Let's see this one. We got Benny. The fall wouldn't be the same without football. Is. Benny was one of our one of our yeah, best. He's helping coach now with us too. Yeah, when I came to the Dodgeville game did. last year, oh, you guys yeah. had more coaches than the NFL guys. You had 15 <laughs> coaches on the sideline. Yeah, we we played a pretty good game against them. Benny was tough. Benny oh, was a yeah. tough kid. Good, another one. You know, I, I, he, Benny and I have had a conversation last year. He always asks, "Who's the best? Uh, who's the best linebacker you guys ever coached?" And I'm like, "Oh boy." I mean, Boy, obviously, when you. he asked me, my first response was Matt Wheelock. But you know what? I got to put him right up there with, with the Wheelocks. With the, uh, you know, we've tried to do this numerous times, just put a, put together our all-star team with Waterville and Sequoia kids. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Say what you want. I mean, we'll, Matt Wheelock was the best inside linebacker, yeah. period. And we Hands probably down. had him out of position because we probably put him should have put him at outside linebacker. Well, well, in the All Star game, we coached the All Star game. He played outside linebacker. He was the best on the field. But I'll tell you who was good. There's there's two guys that come to mind. And again, not taking anything away from any of our kids at either one of the schools. I know who you're going to say. Who am I going to say? Tyler Jakeways and uh, Kellogg. Kellogg was what five foot? What three, four? I, I don't even know. I mean, a hundred and probably forty pounds was probably the what. best outside linebacker. But then again, you look at some of the some of the guys from Sequoia. Vos was tough. Connor O'Neill was tough. Yep. Benny was Benny was one of the best we had. And my man, my man Rice too yep. over at Waterville. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. We coached him in that All Star game. He was in the backfield every time. Put him always even to the quarterback. But no, they were good kids. Benny was a good kid. That you know he had the injury, unfortunately. Um, but but he, then, came back his, he came back his senior year and and just dominated. And then I'm thinking too is you forget Garth Curtis, yeah, from Waterville. Yeah, he had an unfortunate injury. Ugh. 
Yeah. That was still one of the worst injuries I've I've seen. Yeah, no doubt. Let's see. Our guy Johnny Thomas got another post for us. I couldn't imagine a fall without high school football. Benny was the hardest hitting and toughest kid for sure, and one of my favorites. You got that right. Yep. He was definitely one of the hardest hitting kids, that's for sure. But you know what's been special, though, to, to see these guys is to see them when they first came to us because at the small schools at the time, no JV programs. Nope. You know, at all. They were and, either freshmen or coming off of uh, um, modified football. Yep. But to see these kids grow up, you know, along the way from eighth grade, ninth grade, ten, you know, all the way up through, uh, we really didn't have many bad kids. You know what I mean? No. All all the kids when we went every every place, they'd say, "Wow, this kid's a troublemaker." <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were, never we had that. that. We heard that year one. Remember? Yeah, I mean, we never had that. Yeah. Let's see. My wife's got a comment on here. Let's see what she says. Oh, I can only I imagine. Glory days. <laughs> How about you give your sister a shout ah, out? You know what? I was going to say, it's funny she says that because when we were talking about, uh, uh, oh, shoot, what were you just saying? We were talking about uh, uh, people always say, oh, I'm not, you know, we're, we're not going to be that good. Coach Clive, your sister's the same way. Uh, we're not going to be that Every good year. this year. She goes to the state finals. You know, how I got to. How many sectional titles? 13, 14? You know what was always tough, though, for us? We've said this for a long time. Like, my sister's a teacher. She's right mm -hmm. at Camden. Yeah. They, My sister's teams play all year round um, in the wintertime, um, springtime. They play all over the place. She always plays a tough schedule. But when we're not teachers like you and I, we, we'd be at places three, four, five years, and then because of you and I, our job, our kids – yeah, we we just couldn't put the time, and I I still to this day when people ask me, why don't you just go volunteer coach or you know go part time? I can't go two days a week. Yeah, I, I if I'm going to do it, I got to go 110. percent I got to go all in. So I, that's, I, that's where I, I'm at now is only a couple of days a week. That's tough for me. I mean, yeah. it really is tough for me. I watch a lot of film. I can tell you that. You know, now my son's going to be eight, so my my sister or my sister, I'm saying that because she put a post up. So let's see what she's got. Uh oh. All right, hers <laughs> is long, so I can't put it all up. Let me see if I can get it on the screen here. All right, she says, Coach Evans always told me to say when people ask how your team is going to look, you tell them we'll be competitive. <laughs> I still always say that. She's right. She yeah. is right. Yeah. Um. But she, she's my, I mean, my sister, I've said, my sister is the winningest coach in the family. Um, I get, I, I still say my dad's the best coach in the family only because again, the, the places we've been have never been known for winning. You know, if you put my dad on a Dodgeville or some of these programs that, you know, the history behind it mm -hmm. that always win, things would have been so much different. We've never had that luxury. No. So we'd go, we'd win three, four games. And I still say this, and I don't know, you might have a different uh, answer. I think the best coaching job I'll say that I did, we did, was the year we went three and five at Sequoia. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we started no off the season actually, 0 and we four. Six, didn't we? I think we I won three, didn't we? Was it two know, and six? I, I think Pretty it was sure three and five. Cause I thought yeah. we went, we started 0 and four. I mean, that we were a, in that class C league. We moved brutal. up to C. Yeah, we moved up to C. Played the what four or five top ten teams at the time. Yeah, we we were and we had all sophomores. 
So, Pat, here's another one of our favorite players here. I, I'll put post it up and then I'll read the rest of it. Jesse Bowie. Uh, you know, one of our a, one of my favorites. You got to put him right up I, there, too. I got, a, I got a story for old Bowie. But he says to have both of your fathers coach me and turn our program completely around. It was an honor and privilege to play for you guys and have each one of you play a crucial role in turning Waterville football around. Miss you guys. Bowie, we miss you, too, man. Oh, you were, no doubt. Miss you were one of the best. Tough, tough-nosed kid. Um, you know, I think that's the other thing, Pat. We had some tough kids, but they weren't big kids. No. No, they just – they. you know, I think it's just us coaching – our coaching style, you know, they, they just gave everything they had no matter what. I mean, again, we'd go to that Utica College camp and yeah. play some of the big boys, and i never forget the one year, you know, we were going up against Rome, you know, Proctor, mm-hmm. and, and our kids, we held our own. I mean, we were moving yeah. the football and – yep. Just, just I mean, how about that? Was that this year that the the we looked around and the entire camp stopped? Yeah, and was watching us play against them. Yeah, I mean that was what our well year before we left Waterville. Yeah, was that? Yeah. Um, this quick story about Bowie. Remember the game against Hamilton? Oh, jeepers! It was that night. He comes out right. He gets hurt. Comes off the field. He's got a broken collarbone. So he comes up to to me at halftime and goes, "Coach, can can we tape this or something so I can get back in and play?" Where I'm like. No, bud, you're done. No, you're done. You got a broken collarbone. You can't play anymore. Wow, well, I, yeah. I, I can tape it. I don't feel bad. No, no. So just good again. Shows you that toughness. I know. Willing so to if, give everything for us. If you if you could go back, go back in time to your your coaching days, is, is there a time that stands out to you where you say, "Man, eh, I wish I would have did it different." I, mean, I know we all have the play calling where we say, ah, I wish I would have ran this play, that play. But is there a moment you say, God, I wish I would have did it different? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, other than going back and changing plays or, you know, that Weedsport game when we, our first year at Sequoia, I wish we could have played that again. But, no, I, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't trade anything that, that, you know, my Pop Warner days to even days with you and your father and my father is no yeah. way. No, I wouldn't, trade, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't trade any of that and do anything different. The only thing I always say, and you and I always t- have talked about this, and you know, I don't know if I'll coach again. My son's eight. You know, I'll probably I'll w- follow him up. I put in the coach this year if there's Pop Warner, he'd be on the seven and eight year old tackle team <laughs> first time. Oh boy! But um, you know, I think you and I always say is I wish we would have won one with your dad, my dad, and the four of us. I would have loved yeah. to win a sectional title. And I think that team at Waterville, I think we would have had that shot. And I still say the first year at Sequoia, you know, we get if by we West Canada. Prior. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we, we cruise, you know, yeah. t- to the, to the we dome. But it, we got thrown in at the Sequoia at the last minute. Yeah. I mean, we, we went, we got there, what, two weeks before the Utica College camp. I mean, we, the kids there were fantastic. I mean, we had yeah. 15, 18 kids at every, Sunday workout, putting in uh, defense and the offense just to to prepare for the season. And if we had them a year or so before. My dad said Jesse Bowie caught I, the two-point pass against Mohawk. That was actually my first game back from college. Yeah. And uh, it was the bootleg. Yeah. It was the boot. <laughs> there was another one. I'm like, what the heck is my dad running that play for? Yeah. Let's see. My sister's got a long post. She says, the biggest thing I've learned about coaching from watching dad all those years is to have a successful program. You have to build a relationship with your players. If they trust you, they'll perform for you. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what kind of resume you have. If you can't build a relationship with your team, you won't have success. Well, that's 
I say that in the real world, right? I mean, you're yep. you you're exact same in the real world. It's it's the exact yeah. same same thing, and you know that's kind of what drives me nuts about certain things. Is you know, again, I was spoiled because we were always together, all of us. When you have a good supporting cast, and you're all on the same page, and I think that's why when you go places, even in college. The head coach usually brings his own staff. Follows, yeah, it's it's staff not that you don't yeah. you don't like those other coaches or they they don't know the game as well as you do. It's just coming into a new program where you know everybody, um, yeah. and you're comfortable with the people around you. It, it's just a no brainer, and the kids yeah. can see that. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, Devin Devin Clive says very true, and John Thomas says you definitely deserve the title. I wish we would have had it that year. I, I'm a firm believer to say this. If we would have stayed long enough, um, I mean, you and I have said I would have never left Waterville. No. We, right. I, I liked it there. Um, but I would have never left Sequoia if I didn't have the health issues and then the yeah. and then the job. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, I, absolutely. At every every football season we said I am in a new job. <laughs> new job, you know, every That's year. Happened but, quite a bit for you. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Right? Life takes curveballs. Do you know um on a different topic? Do you know Ryan Manacle? I don't. I got Ryan on um next Wednesday night, and um Ryan's actually uh works out at uh, SPI Utica. He's a physical therapist, trainer, um, played some college soccer, but he's on the sidelines for Utica College football and oh. is uh you know, the medical person on staff and he does a lot with concussions and I, I want to ask him some things. And, you know, this is one that I've been going back and forth on and they changed pop Warner this year. If we have it, there's different age groups now. So now they have a mighty mites, which is just seven and eight year olds. Then they have like nine and 10, 11 and 12. So the ages go on and up because I was going back and forth saying, do I want to put my son that's eight years old in pads to play tackle football? And at first, originally before they changed they change this stuff. I said, I, I think eight years old is too young to put a helmet on, especially if you got coaches that don't know what they're doing and they're just yeah. teaching kids off of YouTube. Yeah. But I want to ask him because he's dealt a lot with concussions. And, you know, I've talked to the, the Tom Islinski who's with Jacksonville, Ryan Sidzik, who's, who's been in the field too. But what's your thoughts? Would, would you put the young kids at that age in helmets? You know, I, I, I wouldn't not, not with all the concussion stuff nowadays. Um, but you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, you're talking about concussions. So the, <laughs> with, um, I, boy, I don't even know how to say it. Um, you know, it's a tough thing. I, I don't know if I would, I mean, we watched for years. I've watched, I coach Pop Warner, so I kind yep. of have a feeling of what it is, but you know, you, you watch some of these other guys coach their kids in Pop Warner and, and they're not learning the fundamentals. I, I no. don't know if putting a helmet on them and, you know, I, I mean, everyone knows, everyone on here knows the old drill, right? You lay on your back with your helmets to each other, you get up and you hit each other. Bloody uh, alley, you, wasn't you, it? You can't, yeah. You can't do that stuff nowadays. And, you know, I, that's all you see in practices are just kids running and tackling each other. It's like, no, no, you know, put your head on the side, keep your head in the back. Now, now yep. you play it behind and you roll and, and you do yep. that, whatever that Seattle Seahawks, uh, the, and you know what? This this is where I say this because I've I've volunteered the last couple of years in flag football. Is I don't knock those guys because they're volunteer coaches. They don't Definitely. know the game. Um, I, and that's I, they what I should have. They should have some sort of of. I mean, we had to go through how many hours of training? Oh, I know. And, 
you, know, you do have to take course. an online course. It's all video. It's like a 15, 20 minute course. But nowadays with YouTube, you see a lot of these coaches going on and they'll type in defensive back drills. Yeah. And all the, you know, all drills come up. So they're not really teaching the kids because they don't really know, you know, the game, but you can't knock them because they're volunteer coaches. Right. No, absolutely. So I reached out this week and uh, said that I would help coach, you know, my son's team if, if they needed coaches. And um, the guy who's a director of, uh, you know, Pop Warner responded back and said, okay, well, I'll take your name down and I'll have to see, you know, qualifications and all that. And I just kind of chuckled. I said, this guy really serious. And I'm, I, he's got to look at my qualifications <laughs> to see if I can coach seven and eight-year-olds. Yeah. But let's see. Devin Clive says, the old school coaches, not many that can do it these days. Too many coaches out there coach for a paycheck. Amen to that, coach. That yep. is that is a definite, definite uh, truth to that. Potter says, looking back on it now, what you guys think about our senior year uh, when they dropped Westmoreland down to D after they just won the C title. Always thought that that was quite a hurdle to go deep. Of course, Garth getting hurt was brutal on us all. We were 4-0. Yeah. We started the season 4-0 going wow. into that. We, we, wasn't that. Was that the year we lost to Riskany on the mud when – mysteriously the mud the mud field <laughs> but yep. that following week we went to westland that's right and we should have yep. so we, st we started off four and oh and yep yeah it should have been a little different let's see let's see we got more takes here my dad says that's why i had our varsity players put on a clinic for pop warner yep that was always a, a good idea um and you see some more high schools doing that now sequoia does that now joe joe does that he has a thing for pop warner every year yeah, no, I think that's great. We used to do that, but, yep. you know, we used to just do cones, just just basic stuff to just get the kids, you know, running around and and all that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'm going to put them in there and see what happens. But, again, I don't think we have football this year, at least mm -hmm. from Pop Warner's standpoint. And uh, I reached out and talked to John Rathbun, too, at Section 3. I tried to get him on my show for Saturday morning. And um, everybody right now is still up in the air. Yeah. If, if you don't have college football – you're not going to have high school football. Oh, no, no. Your NFL and your college have got to play it, or or you might as well forget it for high school. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see – I just don't see it happening. No. But – so look at this. I mean, I you, may, you may see it on a state level. I mean, New York State will – no, I don't think so. But, you know, your Texas is – some of these other states may have, may have high school football, even without a college, but I just don't yeah. see – I mean, New York's one of the strictest ones when it comes to that. I, I don't – we'll be hard-pressed to have it. So how about this one? So here's one for you. For a young – I say young. I mean, I, I don't like to think of myself as – I still <laughs> think I'm young. I can't run the routes anymore like I used to on, on the practice field. Um, but for, for young coaches coming in, looking to get into uh, coaching, it could be any sport, what advice you give them? Tone it down a notch. Listen to your players. Um, you know, make, don't make it all all about football. You know, yeah. one of the biggest things we always said was, you know, we get in a, a, when we broke it down at the end of a practice or end of a game. What was the majority of the time? It was one, two, three, family. Yeah, I mean that that was just build that camaraderie and and just you know, tone it down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And I would, I would also say be yourself. Um, 
too many times, you know, growing up, it, you know, I grew up with, you know, Joe Paterno. My dad loved Joe Paterno, you know, Vince Lombardi, where I went to, went to, went to college, um, you know, coaches that have been big in my family that, that we followed. And you want to try to emulate those guys. You, tr- you want to try to give the locker room speech like those guys and the motivation. I think you got to stay true to yourself of who you are. Um, and I really think, like you said, most of our teams, we might not have started off as, as one group, but midway through the season, something during the season, whether you it was a play, a you, you could see a change. And I think what was so special about the way we did things was no matter what the score was, no matter if we were 0-5, we were 1-5, we always coached hard in practice and we always coach hard in the games. We were never out of a game um, when we were on the field. No. You know, and, and even even some of my, you know, some of my, and I'm sure you'll agree, favorite coaches, you know, are they, they do that. I mean, Herb Hand that you've had on your show yep. before. I yep. mean, you, you, I just watched a, a thing. He, he's cooking. Yeah, I saw that. With one of his players. So it's, you know, building that, that family atmosphere and, you know, the James Franklins and people like that, that, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, there's more to it than just football. I played for some tough coaches, boy. You, I know you had some coaches over at Holland Patton, but man, I'll tell you, I I played for some brutal, brutal (laughs) all the way up. I had, I had some good ones though, boy. I, I mean, my, my whole high school was, was uh Dave Langone. Yeah. I mean uh Ron Gatto, he his father was was co- a coach there. Yeah. Jim Bird who's been there for you know oh god uh, how long the yep. whole time he was still coaching even a few years ago before he retired. Yeah, so. I mean that that's what I try telling a lot of the kids here because they don't know I mean Mm-mm. we played for some legendary coaches. I mean, I was spoiled at our fate to play for Tom Hoke and coach Bruce and Tom Islinski and coach Ryan and, you know, baseball. I played for coach Evans and, you know, I always to this day say that the best coach that I probably had was, was coach Bruce. Um, coach Bruce was the, the varsity boys basketball coach for a while. And then coach Evans took over and coach Bruce went to JVs and then he went down to the seventh and eighth grade. And, and those guys were just in your face coaches, you know, would grab you by the face mask, but you respected them because yeah. they were good coaches. Yep. And, and a lot of those coaches, I mean, coach Shane and Whitesboro who can't do that now, who retired now. And you know, those, those days are gone. And then when I went to college, um, Dave Clawson, who's at Wake Forest, I got coach Clawson on my Saturday morning show this week. Um, he, he was an in your face guy, man. Those guys didn't deal with, you know, the, the, the BS and, and all that. They were just tough, hard-nosed coaches. And I think that was what was special with us is we were the hard-nosed, at least, you know, I was, but then we could joke with the kids. Yeah. You know, it was when it was go time and it was game time, the joking's put aside, guys. It's time to punch yeah. in and, and and time to, you know, yeah. time to now go they, to work. They, and they knew it. They knew when, when it was serious time and when it wasn't. So John Thomas says, my favorite story to tell about you guys still is sitting in the stands at RFA Stadium watching a sectional game and had no idea who you were. And a year later, you came to Sequoia. And he said, crazy how friendship started. I remember we talked we talked football with him the whole time. Yeah. You know, up I there. remember who we were watching. It was Dodgeville and somebody playing in the sectional playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been West Canada. Could be. Yeah, yeah. sat right next to him. Yeah, 
He was great. We once we get out, we gotta just we keep saying we gotta have a night and tell all the players from Waterville and Sequoia that we can get a hold of. Create the event on Facebook. <laughs> we just gotta create the event on yeah. Facebook. Let's pick a Saturday night. Let's yeah. go meet somewhere. We'll Uber, Lyft, or whatever, and uh, and we'll do it. Way overdue for that. Oh, we have almost to. A re, almost a reunion. So what do you think of this rock pile idea I got? You think it's a good idea? Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, you know, I, I can even be on the show a little bit more than once. Well, I'll tell you what's going to be really cool is I'm really excited to talk to, you know, to different people. I'm excited to talk to Ryan next week. And you just hear different perspectives, you know, outside of the sports world. Um, but how it ties into sports. But I'm excited because if we get into football season, we can we can do a panel yeah. interview on here. We can do some different things. And there's a lot of good stories out there um, that, you know, those stories need to be heard. We need more good things out there. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, like, I mean, you and I have talked. I, I really like the, the idea of, you know, not just sports. Yeah. You know, oh, I agree. Broaden that out and, and you know, restaurants to – uh, whatever auto dealers or, or you know sales or yep. you know non for profits or, or anything like that, you come on, you know, tell your story. John like Thomas that. says he thinks it was Dodgeville and Weedsport. Mm, um, that sounds familiar. Could be. Um, I know it was Dodgeville for sure. I got to give the stat man a shout out. We got to give our buddy I Eric Coleman. For sure, I, I for sure he'd be messaging in. He might be working. I'm not sure what his hours are at work, but I don't. I haven't talked to him too much here lately because of his hours and this whole distance thing. I haven't. He hasn't been in the station on Saturday mornings. No. But the, how many good stories do we, we have? Oh. About we have about five minutes, and I got to wrap it up. But how many great stories with him do we have? Yeah, we could we could have a whole hour just telling stories about that. Yeah, I I did get a message. What was it two weeks ago? The the a picture of the Shire. I did. Yeah. You know he All he's himself, but that. He, uh, he's just one that we, we, you know, we just joke and joke. Um, my, let me see what my dad's joke, put a comic. Mr. Gatto says, great show. Thanks buddy. I appreciate that. Um, Devin says, great show rock. Good to hear a familiar voice. My dad says, uh, P coach, little P if you were on my coaching staff, the beard would have to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would make it. I would make an exception for that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we uh we went over to my brother-in-law's my sister's house because my well you got victoria as a senior too and uh, my mom had one of those signs made uh pitcher senior year and um we put it on the lawn and we took a picture my mom made cake and mike comes out and i haven't seen mike mike comes out he's got a mustache and i'm (laughs) I'm dying laughing he's got like a little porn stash going on i was gonna say a little porn stash uh, Let's see what uh, Potter says. I can take probably a couple more on here, and then I got to wrap things up. Potter says, "Always thought it was cool how your first year at Waterville, most of the teams anywhere were pounding the ball. Everywhere we went, run, run, run. Also, a lot of running, and you broke in with that spread offense with the Florida special and the trips. Yeah, man. At the time, we thought we were the coolest offense around. Was so glad you guys <laughs> thought of that outside. Um, I'll tell you what, that's the best offense we had." That year, uh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that was the year. The, well, it was the first year after we made Donnie the starting quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's no see. Doubt. We got John Thomas says the playoff beard. My cousin Coach Rico says maybe one week on sports and music. Coach, if you're just listening, next week I actually have Ryan Monaco, who's a um, physical therapist trainer 
at SPI Utica. Um, so this show is not always going to be uh, sports related. But a lot of businesses, some different topics. Um, just thought we'd break it open tonight with uh, Pat on the show to to get us through the the test run and see how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob says, great form. Keep it up, Rock. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, man, so we'll have to do this thing again. It, it was definitely fun. And, oh, uh, no doubt. We okay, could talk we, all night about we, stuff. We, we, can, we haven't even scratched the surface of stories. No, we can we can talk for a long time. But oh, uh, yeah. when this distancing thing gets done, we got to get back down to the club. We'll have to get out, have a few beers, and uh, hopefully Absolutely. we can get a night out sometime soon. No doubt. Let so, me know. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. I'll message you later. I appreciate you coming on. All right. See ya. All right, man. You got it. So I appreciate everybody tonight tuning in uh, to the first edition of the Rock Pile. I want to make sure I thank Pat for uh, for coming on tonight with me in the first show. And uh, it was great um, talking with him, catching up with Pat. We got a lot of stories, as he said. We can talk for a long time about numerous things. Uh, next week, I can't wait uh, to talk to Ryan Monaco. He's a um, physical therapist trainer at SBI Utica, um, certified strength and conditioning specialist as well, deals a lot with concussions, uh, rehabbing uh, not just high school athletes, college athletes, professional athletes, uh, and more. So I'm excited to talk to him next week, same time, Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And then the following week, I'm gonna, I'll be talking to uh, Jacqueline Davidson uh, of Sweat, talk about the business there, great business she's got. Um, it's booming. You, you see it all over Facebook. So I'm excited to see how she got started and see how Ryan got started as well. So on behalf of my show tonight, on behalf of myself and, and Pat for, for tuning in tonight, I appreciate it. Make sure to tune in Saturday morning on WKAL Talk Radio 1450 from 9 to 11 as I'll talk to Wake Forest head football coach Dave Clawson at 930 and then I'll co- talk to coach Uh, Stockwell, um, the head men's basketball coach at Hamilton College. Have a good night, everybody. Stay safe.